Sporting Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling and thought-provoking Thursday, friends. Torch Report 340. Life is a roller coaster, so let's enjoy the ride. There is a need to maintain a certain lightheartedness, even in the midst of madness. And yesterday I was feeling a little bit heavy hearted and I think it, it might've came through in the podcast. So I apologize for not being my peppy self and, and just, yeah, it was a little bit short. Hey, there's a lot going on and it's serious stuff, but all of that said, we do need to maintain, again, the lightheartedness, even in the midst of madness. With that said, rolling out to the headlines today, friends, it is shocking, absolutely shocking, when CNN almost tells the truth. Big headline from the front page of the liberal rag today, the U.S. economy is unwell. I put a screenshot there. In the report today, friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know that you have to go to thetorchreport.com to get all the goodies, to see this screenshot. And you'll see that uh, the <laughs> we had a couple of screenshots here. We're going to do a little bit of headline analysis and get into it. But that, that CNN article, CNN article about the U.S. economy being unwell, you would expect it, but their, their reasoning is weak at best. You know, the CNN analysts... They correctly point out that consumers are being stretched thin by record high inflation. Home sales have plunged more than 20%. Banks are being battered by higher interest rates. And geopolitical tensions continue to increase the uncertainty in global markets. That's all true. But what CNN does not say is that this is all by design and intended to dethrone the dollar and weaken Americans' position on the global stage, thus setting the stage for global democracy like we've been talking about. they got to level the playing field here. In, in the spirit of balanced reporting, I want to go ahead and kind of you know click on over to Fox's front page news this morning where we find a whole lot of nothing except for perhaps some gaslighting and some clickbait. The screenshot again there in the report, you know, and oh, geez, oh my gosh, you know, right up front, the Manhattan DA violated former President Trump's constitutional rights, say the legal experts. Oh my gosh, you know, they're violating Trump's constitutional rights, you know, shrieking the headlines. Geez, gosh, what do you think? What did you expect? You know, more importantly, how about, your constitutional rights, friends. More on that in a minute here. You know, everything else on the Fox News front page today is just drivel. It's all designed to stoke the bitter division and the discontent that is tearing our nation apart, a.k.a. the delicate task of developing dissatisfaction in the body politic, which, if you've been with me, you know that's a straight-up commie tactic. And that's that's actually in the writing, in the globalist plan, this delicate task of developing dissatisfaction. And I also want to point out here before moving on, don't forget that Fox News is part of the Trusted News Initiative. And that means that they have the same handlers as the leftist outlets. And ultimately, Fox is just being used as controlled opposition. I think uh, a piece I read today, friends, Ann Coulter put out a very prescient article this morning with the notable title, Republicans, you're being played. <laughs> and I'd like to read the whole article. But of course, in the interest of time, there's a lot going on. We're not going to have time for that. But I want to share a little excerpt here that I believe cuts to the heart of what's really going on, says Ann Coulter. 
What's easier to roll than an Easter egg? The answer, Donald Trump. <laughs> now she adds, what's easier to roll than Donald Trump? The answer, Republican voters. Friends, take note. Democrats are playing Republicans like a fiddle, says Ann Coulter. The left's sole objective is to make Trump the Republicans' 2024 presidential nominee. He's already lost three election cycles for the GOP. Why not make it four? End quote. Now, she's right. The left's sole objective is to make Trump the Republicans' 2024 presidential nominee. The, the, the Democrats want Trump to be the 2024 presidential nominee. And again, it does not matter if you disagree with this sentiment, this is how many, many Republican voters feel. This is what Republican strategists are seeing. And this ultimately it attests to the division within the right side of the political spectrum. It, it exposes how gullible the GOP is as a, as a party. Uh, but continuing from the article here a little bit, Politico reports that Biden's senior advisors reacted to Trump's recent surge in the polls with unmitigated joy. Biden's advisors reacted to Trump's surge in the poll with unmitigated joy, saying, we beat Trump once and we will again, period, end quote. But, 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 they didn't beat him. They cheated. They, you know, sure. Yeah, that's right. You know, and they're going to do it again. Have you not been paying attention, my friends? The Democrats have the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud operation in the history of American politics. And I know, I know that you know, and I know I've posted it before, but I did put the uh, the video that timeless video in of Joe Biden announcing that uh, right out there in front of God and everybody. So if you doubt the Democrats have the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud operation in American history, then, you know, there it is straight from the horse's mouth. Now, that kind of brings us back to constitutional rights, because without, you know, safe and secured elections, without any semblance of election integrity, you know, the Constitution just gets thrown out the window, essentially. There was another article, uh, and actually an excellent article out over at the Gateway Pundit this morning, discussing the status of the new California statehood. And there's this whole movement in California to break away from these radical leftists. And I'd mentioned this back in Torch Report 281, Distractions and the Disarming of America. Uh, in that report, 281, it also talked about the Taliban's new supercar and the woke indoctrination of the U.S. military and all of that. But as the title alluded... I believe this is all distraction. In the, in the Gateway Pundit article this morning, they were coming at it from a different angle, a very disturbing angle to me. And it's something that I think needs to be addressed. And so here's where we're going to start to you know, dig in just a little bit. Now, bear with me. okay? After quoting <clears throat> the inspiring documents that articulate our natural rights, to cast off sh the shackles of tyranny and to form our own government, the Declaration of Independence, etc. That's always refreshing to go back and review those documents. Jason Whitlock and Tucker Carlson were discussing the dynamics of a national divorce from the communist left. That's their words. And I, I think it's very appropriate to have that conversation. And I applaud the pioneering thoughts, but their rationale is problematic, friends. Reading from the article, quote, we cannot live with ungodly people who we cannot trust. It's biblical. We cannot coexist with people who think they are gods and are lawless, period, end quote. Hmm. Now, I wonder 
what you personally think about that statement. And I'm sure there are many people in the audience who agree that we cannot live with ungodly people who we cannot trust, just as I'm sure that there are many people in the audience who disagree. Who's right? Who's wrong? We have to talk about these things because if we're on the same team, standing on the same side of history as the last line of defense from the total global tyranny, how do we reconcile these differences in beliefs, friends? It's it's with the utmost sincerity. I want to point out here that this is a major wedge issue. We've been talking about wedge issues. They use wedge issues intentionally. And this is a wedge issue that must be dealt with. The political right is being divided along religious lines. This is a perilous threat to the liberty movement. This is not okay, friends. It feeds the Christian insurrection narrative, and it weakens the patriotic bonds that once united our country. This is on purpose, as I'm sure you know, though far too, pe- uh, far too few people see it for what it is, especially my Christian brothers and sisters. You know, remember, friends, united we stand, divided we fall. Do not fall for the trap of religious division. Is it true that we cannot live with ungodly people who we cannot trust? Is it true? Arrest the knee-jerk reaction and let logic guide the mind? The answer is no. This is not a true statement. It is not true that we cannot live with ungodly people who we cannot trust. Christians have lived with ungodly people who they cannot trust ever since Christ walked the earth. It is true that there are many Bible verses that warn us not to associate with immoral people. True, but, and this is a big but, you know, that absolutely does not mean that Christians are supposed to shun non-believers and insulate themselves in communities of faith and establish a national theocracy. Nothing could be more antithetical to American values and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Do not fall for the trap of religious division. Please, I beg of you. Furthermore, to think that we can forge a path forward as a nation by disassociating ourselves with anyone who doesn't adhere to traditional religious teachings is utterly foolish. And again, it is completely contradictory to the American values and the biblical teachings that once united our nation. So please, friends, please do not fall for the trap of religious division. Please, 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 you know. Ah, All right. (laughs) Enough of that, friends. Much like religion is being used to divide the right. So true. So too is Trump being used to divide the right. Okay. Even liberal rags like the Washington Post are remarking how the case against Donald Trump is disturbingly unilluminating and it's unnervingly flimsy. And if these these liberal schmucks can see it for what it is, it begs the question, why do you think the media establishment keeps pumping up the story? I believe the answer is found in a simple headline here. Trump's call to the Defund the DOJ and the FBI, put Senate and House GOP at odds. You see, my friends, Trump's call to defund the DOJ and the FBI is causing division in the ranks. And some are going to argue that it's necessary. It's a good thing to fund the DOJ and the FBI. Hell yeah, fire those crooks, you know. Anyone who opposes such common sense solutions is a backstabbing, never trumping Republican rhino. You know, let them throw them all out. You know, that's great. What 
a brilliant idea. But how, friends, how? Well, vote for Trump, vote for Trump, you know, or so the thinking goes. But remind me again, what's easier to roll than an Easter egg? Ah, that's right. Republican voters reading from an article at the Hill this morning, uh, quote, Trump is creating problems for Republicans everywhere. It's almost impossible to see anything good coming from this for the Republicans. It creates a real problem for Republicans and Republican candidates. And we saw this in 2022, the midterm elections. It breeds the kind of Republican candidates that run for office that win these primaries but cannot win a general election. It puts Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy in every swing state seat in the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House in a position where Trump is the story all day, every day, and whatever he says, that's what goes. That's a bad thing for Republicans and a great thing for Democrats, period, end quote. Now, again, it does not matter if you and I disagree with the sentiment, friends. This is how many people feel. And we must acknowledge that fact at the very least. Must we not? You know, it would be unwise to ignore or dismiss this perspective because the proponents of this perspective that Trump is a bad thing for Republicans and a great thing for Democrats, they are on our side. And as I was saying in yesterday's The Dangers of Disbelief, you know, we cannot solve our problems if we just refuse to believe that that's true. If we're not willing to face the unvarnished reality of our current circumstance and deal with it, there is no hope. We are doomed. And yet, you know, uh, it, it may be enticing, friends, to many, to many of you, to many of my dearest friends. It's enticing to pretend that MAGA is the majority. And if you were to crisscross the heartland and see the millions of Americans all across the country who are desperate to reclaim our country, I believe your belief would be bolstered. I mean, I've done it. I've been out there again, you know, crisscrossing the country, seeing people, you know, standing with, you know, the American flag, standing with Trump flags. You know, yes, most of Americans across the heartland want to make America great again, but that is not the majority. The reality of pretending that MAGA is the majority is, is not real. You know, we're not facing reality. That's not the case. Think about it. Let's do a little math. Okay. Hillary Clinton, she won uh, six, over 65 million votes across all 50 states and uh, 48% of all the votes cast. Okay. She won more than Trump. Trump wrote, won 62 million votes, 46% of all the votes cast. Clinton had almost 3 million votes more than Donald Trump. The largest popular vote margin of any losing presidential candidate in U.S. history, at least according to the Associated Press. Now, in 2016, Hillary Clinton, a crusty, corrupt and unpopular career politician. I mean, cankles. Who likes cankles? You know, she got nearly three million more votes than Donald Trump. And if that's not sobering enough. Consider that in the 2020 election, Joe Biden got over 7 million more votes than Donald Trump. Do you still believe that MAGA is the majority? Do you think that we're the majority, friends? As a MAGA patriot myself, I feel a very strong urge to dispel this myth once and for all. I mean, we could talk about the Electoral College and all that, but don't forget about the extensive and inclusive voter fraud operation, okay? Is MAGA the majority? That's the question. 
I believe that that's a myth and that we should dispel it, that we should not believe it. It's not true. And when in order to face reality, we must face the fact that, ma- that the, ma- the MAGA Republicans or the MAGA patriots are not in the majority. Okay, so the utterly despicable Hillary Clinton won 48% of the votes compared to Donald Trump's 46%. And then the ineffable fool, Joseph Robinette Biden, the sock puppet in the Oval Office, he won 51% of all the votes cast compared to Donald Trump's 46%. And do you see the trend there, friends? The gap between Trump and the majority of voters is growing. Fact. And add to this fact, the fact that the majority of voters have voted for someone other than Trump by a growing margin in the last two elections. Add to that fact, the fact that less than half, less than half, less than half of Republican voters are willing to support Trump in the primaries. And that means they're desperate for other options here. And if we consider all the facts on the table, the picture should be becoming, it's coming clear, right? It should be clear. Donald Trump is fracturing the conservative movement. And I know I can hear the yowling and the howling. Luke, sacrilege, blasphemy. You want to burn me at the stake? Go ahead, friends. But I got to call it like I see it. Okay? It's Again, the torch report is not the... I say the torch report is the truth you can trust. Not because I'm asking you to take my word for it, but because I'm putting all the information out there for you to develop your own informed perspective. If we could not win national elections with some semblance of unity in the 2020 election, being defeated by the leftist machine that's forever moving in an uncanny lockstep, how in the hell do you think that Trump is going to win in 2024? You know, given the fact that the conservative side is is more divided than ever and the left remains in lockstep, how? Friends, my fellow patriots, all of us who want to make America great again need to square off with the fact that we are outnumbered and outmatched and not just by our political opponents, but by the whole of the rotten political establishment itself. And on top of that, we are being mercilessly mocked and demonized by the mainstream media. We are being portrayed as the greatest threat to the nation that we love. And we're being set up to take the fall for the upcoming hung election in the Civil War. And that, that's what all of this is driving toward. All this stuff with Trump, that's what it's driving toward, friends. And quite unfortunately, you know, this fact that we're being mercilessly, uh, mercilessly, mercilessly mocked, it's, uh, I put a little picture there, again, toward the bottom of the report today. This is how MAGA Republicans are viewed by the majority today. And there's a dude in there, and he is a dude. <laughs> you got to take a look at that picture, friends. I see that picture, and I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. This guy, you know, he's probably not a bad guy. Looks like his heart's in the right place. Obviously, he's on our side. Unless, of course, he was just planted for a photo op. But damn, damn, friends, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than a fashion statement to win this war. That's the reality. If you really want to make America great again, I believe there are three things that need to happen. And no amount of disbelief or dismissing the arguments presented here today is going to do away with the harsh reality that must be dealt with. With that in mind, friends, here are the three steps that I believe are necessary if we want to actually win in 2024. Number one, we absolutely must separate the politics from the person, meaning you could want to make America great again and not you know, be so hooked on Donald Trump as a person, okay? Yet, maybe there's somebody else that wants to carry the baton, whatever, but separate the politics from the person. 
Okay. The second thing is separating the politics from religion. We need to realize that there are a lot of people who want to make America great again, who don't go to church and, and to think that, you know, this is all about, you know, uh, we can't associate ourselves with, with non-believers and, and all this kind of stuff. That's just bullshit. Don't buy into the religious division. We have to separate the politics from the religion to realize we have allies. The third thing is that we need to unite the people with a common vision, common ground, like the constitutional Republic and that, you know, made this the greatest nation on earth, all that kind of stuff. But we need to unite the people with a common vision and no matter how, One might twist and bend to believe otherwise. No amount of mental gymnastics will be able to overcome the facts at hand. That Trump is a dividing factor. That religion is a dividing factor. And I am fully aware, friends, that some of you may disagree. You may strongly disagree. And that's fine. Please do not lose sight of the fact that we are on the same team here. We're both trying to win and to make America great again. I'm not here to tell you what I think you want to hear. I'm here to speak from the heart and share a different perspective. Like I said, friends, life is a roller coaster, so let's enjoy the ride and let's do it together. (laughs) And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or the website. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. 